Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special Tuesday morning edition of the Extra Point Show. Now, living here down here in Dallas, you know, it's been a, a two-year-long um, ongoing saga between the Dallas Cowboys and their franchise quarterback, Mr. One Dakota Rain Prescott. Um, but as the franchise tag deadline looms large today at 3 p.m. Central Time, the Cowboys will not be in that conversation. Your boy Dak just got his money. <laughs> Your boy Dak just got paid. Now, first of all, let's let's go over the the nuts and bolts of um, of this contract. Now. Uh, the contract is a four-year, $160 million deal, including $126 million guaranteed, uh, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter last night. Um, now, Prescott's signing bonus is $66 million, which is the highest in NFL history, with a record $75 million due in year one. Now, if you take the franchise tag that he signed last year for a guaranteed $31 million, that's what? Uh, over $105 million, $106 million guaranteed money in his pocket in about 18 months? <laughs> Holy crap. $108, I'm sorry, $106 million that he's made over the last um, 16, 17 months in a state of Texas that has no state income tax. Good job by you, Dakota Rain. Prescott. Now, let's take a look at this because there's, there's there's lots to unpack here with this with this new deal. But let's take a look at this from a macro level. Let's let's take a panoramic view, uh, a helicopter view, if you will, uh, of what this deal means and what it symbolizes for all of us. Really, if you want to want to keep it real, this this deal right here it, it, it proves that you should always, always, always. Believe in and bet on yourself. Now, remember, the whole reason why this contract got to this point in the first place is because Dak Prescott was not satisfied with the deal that was originally offered to him by Stephen and Jerry Jones. He felt like that he was worth more than that and that he would rather just play out one year on the franchise tag rather than sign a deal that he didn't feel was, um, you know, up to his standards of what he felt like that he could he could earn. And so he played the year out on, on the franchise tag, which in the NFL is a very tricky proposition because of the exact thing that happened to Dak Prescott. He got injured. A gruesome season-ending injury, a broken and fractured ankle, um, missed the rest of the season after starting the season on fire. So with that being said, everybody in the world, including myself, had doubts on whether or not he should have taken that first deal um, that was somewhere in the in the range, reportedly, of thirty-two to thirty-four million dollars a year. Well, if he's awake, Dak Prescott woke up this morning, um, not only with seventy-five million dollars coming his way this year, on top of the thirty-one million guaranteed he made last year, but he's in the forty million dollar range that he asked for all along. To where a bunch of pundits out there called that man crazy. <laughs> He got his $40 million. Now, two years ago, when, when this whole drama first started to unfold, we thought that it was unfathomable for a quarterback like Dak Prescott to get $40 million. Always bet on yourself. Dak bet on himself, 
And even after it looked like the odds were stacked against him, he still was able to, to get the money that he wanted and then some. And let's not throw out, uh, uh, leave out two important factors, two important components of his contract. Like Deshaun Watson, he has a no-trade clause, and he also has a no-franchise tag clause. So that means the Cowboys, when it's time for him to re-up again, he's going to get his, um, he's going to get to negotiate or bounce because they can't franchise him. <laughs> like, bravo, Tom France. <laughs> Agent for Dak Prescott. Hey, kudos to Dak Prescott for sticking by his guns to get this money. Um, he now was reported last week by uh, Dallas uh, inside reporter Jane Slater that Dak was looking to, to come in right behind Patrick Mahomes in terms of annual um, per year. And that's exactly what he did. Jerry Jones actually did that. He's going to be averaging $42 million a year over the next three seasons. Wow. <laughs> so if you have uh, the courage of your convictions, if you have something that, that you really believe in, that you're worth a certain amount of money, don't settle. Don't, you know, hold out. Believe in yourself. Um, because Dak Prescott is proof positive. I mean, this man wasn't the number one overall pick. He was drafted in the fourth round. He was the backup's backup, the third stringer that wound up uh, and, and becoming the second highest paid uh, quarterback contract in the history of the NFL. Talk about a feel-good story. And from, from all accounts, Dak seems like a pretty good guy, good leader, a good player on the field. Now, is he top five? No, he's not a top five quarterback. No, he's not. But <laughs> he's the second highest paid. It's not about what you're worth. It's about what you can negotiate. And... Um, Good job by him on that. Now, if Dak wants to do the right thing, he needs to cut a huge check, send a card, and send some roses to this man's um, wife. And that's one Andy Dalton. Yes, Dak, you owe Andy Dalton some money. You owe him some of that 106 because him stinking up the joint gave you all the leverage you needed for, Dick, for Jerry to finally go ahead and cut the check. <laughs> If you're Dak Prescott, you need to be on the phone with Andy Dalton and, and in the most respectful way possible. Send him some money, some Bitcoin. Send his, that man's wife some roses. Send some Tonka trucks to the kids. <laughs> One of those big playhouses with the trampoline for the backyard. You need to send all of that to the Dalton family because Dalton stuck up the joint and made you pretty much indispensable, especially with the quarterback market looking like it's going to um, dry up before Dallas can pick at number 10 this year. So, <laughs> there's that. So, Michael Hasso, avid um, Eagles fan, is checking in. He says, so it wasn't Zeke stinking it up? That boy was trash. Okay, yes, Zeke stuck up the, um, the joint as well. But wait a minute. Now, I know you're a Dalton guy, uh, Mike, but yes, Zeke stunk it up. But one could argue which came first, the chicken or the egg. And I'm not sure in this instance. Did, did Zeke stink it up because he didn't have Dak there to throw for all of those yards? Or did um, Andy Dog stink it up because Zeke played like crap? Um, <laughs> Shouts out to Ed Gray, the commissioner, checking in. And while you're at it, make sure you check out Mr. Gray's show, the commission radio show, every Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. at FBRN.us. That man is a wealth of knowledge, and he knows his politics. He knows his sports. He knows everybody. 
Hell, that's why they call him the commission. Shouts out to Mr. Ed Gray, checking in from Gray Haven. Um, but yeah, Andy Dog needs to send, I mean, Mike, you got a point there. I don't, I don't know if it was if it was the chicken or the egg. Uh, yes, Zeke stuck up the joint, and he may be a casualty of this contract, and I don't think anybody in Dallas would mind. As a matter of fact, Zeke jumping the line to get his contract ahead of, of, of Dak set off this whole chain of events anyway. Um, Jerry should be pissed at Zeke. <laughs> like, you went out of turn, bro. I could have got Dak for about 32. Now I got to pay him 40 with all of this money. So, shouts out to him on that. Now, who won this deal? Um, What do you think? Who won this deal? Was it, was it the Cowboys or was it um, Dak? Because on the surface, of course, it looks like Dak won the deal. He got his money. He got the four-year deal that, that he wanted um, and, and all of that good stuff. But I contend that it was both. It was the Cowboys and uh, Dak the one. Now, Mike is checking in. He said, if Zeke runs like he was next season or the next, Dak going to learn. Going to be done in four years. Four more years for Cowboys to have a losing season or should I say a neutral season. Oh, the 8-8 eight eight jab. <laughs> The eight and eight jab. Now, they got a pretty good backup. And, and Commissioner, if you're still on, what's the backup? The Tony Pollard? They have a pretty good backup in Tony Pollard. So I believe that, that Zeke is hanging on by a thread. And if you can get a, a fifth round pick for him, ship him off to Miami. <laughs> Roll with Tony Pollard. Find another backup late in the draft or pick up some ancillary running back that's on the market during free agency and you rocking and rolling. Like Zeke is 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 of ill effect. What you want to do is you want to maximize the, the trio of receivers of Michael Gallup and um, and C.D. Lamb and um, your boy, the, the the twenty million dollar mistake. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise up off him for now. Dallas is a passing team, and um, and Dak proved that they're they're no no longer a running team. So um, I think they'll be fine offensively. Now, of course, defense is a problem, but we'll get to that later. But uh, Jerry actually wins on this deal as well because, for one, let's just face it, there's two types of teams in the NFL, those that have a quarterback and those that are looking for a quarterback. If you have a quarterback that can at least sniff 4,500 to 5,000 yards passing with at least 30 touchdowns, you keep that guy. You know how many teams are looking for that type of production at the quarterback position? Now, is he Patrick Mahomes? Of course not. Is he Deshaun Watson? Hell no. Is he Tom Brady? Like, <laughs> don't be silly. Of course not. But in today's NFL, I believe you can at least make the argument that he's top, what, 10? Maybe top 12 if I'm being real stingy with, with the criteria? So you keep that quarterback, and, and you start to build around that. You got your offense in place, all those people on the contract. We got to fix that defense. But one of the things that I thought that 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 um, Jerry and Stephen did that was a shrewd move that maybe they should have done last year was it's actually technically a six-year deal with two voidable years at the end. Now, why that's so important to Jerry Jones is that it allows you to move that money over six years instead of four years. There's also a clause in his contract, I believe the same as in DeMarcus Lawrence's contract and, and – um, and um, the, the tackle, Smith, in his contract, that they have, um, that, that the Cowboys are able to prorate money 
uh, at any time during the contract that they want. So let's just say if, if Dak is due uh, X amount of dollars in 2024, they can actually move that money up in the form of a signing bonus. And I'm Dak, <laughs> so good for me. <laughs> I ain't promised to be here in 2025. Give me my money now. Um, so I think that protects the Cowboys um, from a cap standpoint, and it allows them some more flexibility to add some defense because obviously that's what they need. Now, um, now, Mike, you're not sold on this on this contract. Why not? Do you think Dak was overpaid? Can we start there? Do you believe that Dak was overpaid? Um, again, in the NFL, it's it's all about market. So it's not really about what your worth is about what you can negotiate. And that's in all forms of business. And there's only certain pockets, certain windows in our in our professional careers where you may have the leverage to go for it and to, to shoot for it, shoot your shot and ask for your for your money. And this was Dak's chance to do it. And he was able to do that. Now, I contend that Andy Dal if Andy Dalton came out and threw for 3,500 yards and 15 touchdowns um, and the Cowboys went 8-8, eight and eight, that Dak would have zero leverage and, you know, we'd still be playing the franchise uh, game. But he didn't. Um, now, um, Mike says, hell yeah, he was overpaid. I think Jerry was trying to save his brand. Um, interesting. Save his brand. Now, uh, I, I want you to kind of elaborate uh, on that. Well, well, you said Dak is done? I totally disagree. I totally disagree with Dak is done. The man was on pace last year before he got hurt to throw for 5,900 yards, which would have shattered Peyton Manning's record for a season. Like, it wasn't Dak's fault that, that they were losing. That defense was deplorable. They couldn't get a pass rush. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. They couldn't generate turnovers. Dak's out there. Like, uh, there was a, a stat in fantasy football um, where I think Dak was um, was still uh, leading the league in passing after he, ain't, he had been hurt for a couple of weeks. That's how prolific he, his, the start to his season was. And I feel like if he hadn't got injured, the Cowboys would have won the division because seven, they would have gone better than seven and nine. And, and you know, all would have been well in the city of Arlington. Now, Mike says, Jerry said he would take care of Dak because he was getting a lot of heat. Um, yes, he was getting a lot of heat. But the thing is, though, at some point, Jerry either had to, to poo-poo or get off the pot. The, the, you can't just keep kicking the can down the road when it comes to a contract extension in the NFL because the longer you wait, the more expensive this is. This contract that you see today, this is $30 million two years ago plus late fees and interest. It really is. Now, uh, uh, you know, I agree that, that uh, Dak is overpaid. If you want to compare his salary to some of his contemporaries in the league, I agree. But at the same time, <laughs> call me overpaid, baby. I ain't mad at that. Like, I'll be overpaid. Um especially in a brutal sport like like football. Um, so Mike says, so what's the make or break when Dak comes back? Playoffs or bust? No. Super Bowl. It, it, it's Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl. Now, the playoffs, making the playoffs in the NFC East, that's baseline because you have Washington that's going to have a new quarterback. You have Daniel Jones who's shown nothing 
in the league so far with the Giants. Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy. It's like whenever he gets injured, it's always for the season. He never just has a, a, a little tweak here or a tweak there. When he goes down, he goes all the way down. Um, it's something to be said about those super muscular backs that, that, that have those, those knee injuries and, and things of that nature. I believe Adrian Peterson um, changed his um, training regimen after he blew his ACL after trying to be like Hulk Hogan walking around at the running back position. Knock on wood, that doesn't happen to King Henry. Um, but no, Mike, I think the, the winning the playoffs in the NFC East this year with the with the Eagles, the Giants, and and the the Redskins. I'm sorry, the football team. I'm sorry, y'all. The football team having questions at quarterback. I think um, I, I think that that's the baseline. That's the absolute bottom that you can do is to win that division. Um, because hell, seven wins might get it done again. Um, no. You said, all right, I'm going to hold you to that Super Bowl call. <laughs> hey, nobody saw Tampa Bay coming out of the woodworks. It all depends on what Dallas can do on the defensive side of the ball. Now, they, now Jane Slater was just on Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, and she anticipates that the Cowboys are going to be frugal in the offseason um, as far as um, free agency is concerned. But they do have the 10th overall pick. They have their quarterback situated. They have a running back. I mean, Zeke is stealing money at this point, but they have a running back. They have three wide receivers. They have an offensive line that, that was banged up last year, but not the worst if you can put them all back on the field together and maybe plug a couple of pieces in there and keep the train rolling. Um, they should be the, the most talented team in the NFC East by far, actually, uh, by far. The Giants are breaking in a whole. I mean, uh, the Eagles are breaking in a whole new coaching staff and quarterback, and and we'll just have to we'll have to see with the Eagles. But um, as far as the, the the Cowboys go, Super Bowl is, is your aspiration. Playoff is at the absolute bottom. Must I mean that's that's just like you <laughs> you got to do that, especially in the in the division uh, that you're in. Um, now, one of the, the things that I thought was interesting as well that I think Cowboys fans should be excited about is the fact that uh, next year Dak is only going to count like 20, 23, $22 uh, million against the cap um, when he would have counted $37 million, um, you know, straight up under the franchise tax. So that does give you some wiggle room to maybe overpay for uh, one of these free agents that's going to be on the market. Um, I believe Levante David in in uh, Tampa Bay. I believe he was just franchise, so he's going to be out of the out of the running. But in the, if you got a top ten pick in this year's draft, with so many teams ahead of you needing a quarterback, you should be able to get a pretty dynamic college football player. Um, I like uh, Patrick Sertan, um, the cornerback out of uh, Alabama. Now I, I'll get some more into my into the draft stuff when I get to get offline and, and holler at my college football scout guru, Mr. Michigan Mike, about uh, some of the players and, and what some of the teams are thinking ahead of Dallas. I haven't done that extensive type of research yet. Um, but on the surface, yes, you need a cornerback. You need pass rush. You really need some edge rushers because Dak is going to put up points and teams are going to have to throw the ball to keep up with that offense, just like it was before he went down, just like it was the, the, the couple of years before that. And who knows, maybe uh, having your leader and your quarterback back on the center, you get a, a renaissance um, type of rejuvenation from Ezekiel Elliott. You know, when you don't have a safety in the box, maybe you can do a little bit more damage. 
because with the Garrett Gilberts and the um, Ben DiNucci's and all of that, and no disrespect to to Andy Dalton, Red Red Rifle is gonna go get his money somewhere else in the offseason. And um, I would, if I was him, I'd go to, to Washington and become a starter. He's better than what they have on the on, on the roster now. So I mean, that's what I would do if I were him. Um, but but if you're a Cowboys fan, you ought to be excited. You ought to be cranking that hold up, hold up. <laughs> at least t- today, at least today, you should be fired up uh, about how that uh, went down. Now, um, let this be a, a lesson to all of you GMs out there that when you kick the can down the road, you're just gonna wind up needing a new can and a new pair of shoes. Because this, like Mike is right in this regard. Dak is overpaid now. As far as him being done, I totally disagree. And you stop that. You stop being disrespectful. Um, but I do believe he was overpaid. And had you just had you just stunted uh, Ezekiel Elliott out and took care of your, your star players in the order in which they were received, Dak would have signed for $30-something million. His contract will, will probably be on the, the way of being up now. You probably could have got a, a, a franchise tag year when the cap goes up and saves you even more money. But see, now with these voidable contracts, the voidable two years, and it's a four-year deal, Dak is going to get another bite of the apple by the time he's 31 years old. Kudos to Dak Prescott for that. Um, so I, I just think that that's a, that, that, that's a uh, that they're going to make a 30 for 30 out of this contract negotiation because to this day, we still hadn't heard from Dak Prescott um, there's a news conference that's going to be scheduled for tomorrow, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions asked, and, and we'll finally get to peek behind the curtain. But we're not going to get to peek and see too much. You know, that, that's like you try to yank the, the, the shower curtains back, and your lady still got on the towel. Like, she just just got through showering. It's like you really didn't see nothing because Dak is pretty PC. He's pretty politically correct, and he pretty much plays everything down the middle. So I don't anticipate you getting any kind of sound bites or controversial lines out of Dak, especially since he's got his money now. But it's a great day to be in uh, a Cowboys fan today. You got your franchise quarterback under contract. He's happy. Jerry should be happy. And Cowboys fans should be happy. Now, we're going to um, do this pretty much daily uh, going forward. You can catch me. Um, in the morning time, we'll be talking sports um, in bite-sized segments and um, and getting your feedback on that. We'll be getting into the second half of the NBA season later on this week. I hope to get Michigan Mike on on Friday so we can talk um, the conference tournaments and the NCAA selection Sunday, what to expect there. And hopefully Mike, who is really good at, uh, at doing the brackets, can maybe come on and shed a little light, give a little um, advice to uh, some of you newbies out there, new to the, the bracket tournaments, to, to give y'all some tips on, on how to, to win your office pool, even if it's done virtually this year, because everybody's still at home. Well, at least until tomorrow here in Texas. But that's another story for uh, another day. Um, so I'll be hollering at you all tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Um, again, I'm going to be working to get Michigan Mike on later on this week. Hopefully his schedule permits will be um, hollering at Tasha T. Sizzle one day this week to get her thoughts on the second half of the NBA season as well as Dak's contract. Um, thank you for joining me. It's the Extra Point. I'll holler at you tomorrow. Peace.